welcome to Faith F. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's do it again. Good yeah, morning, Good Watson. morning, and welcome to Faith FM. You're listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8, or 88 on the Faith FM network. You are here this morning with Lawson and... Camilla's cast. Oh, Hello. Camilla, we are so glad to have you here this morning with us to be doing radio. Of course, I just wanted to, <laughs> I made a little bit of a mistake. This, uh, you can tell we're back in the studio, hey, because I don't know what's going on. I'm just looking at producer Shell. Basically, we're back in our studio, in our Walls End studio, which we love so much. We've been broadcasting out of Raymond Terrace for the last uh, six weeks or so. Um, but here in the, in the Walls End studio, it's actually, uh, me who has uh, control of the mics and the muting of the mics and uh, I just failed epically by not turning on the mics when we came back in but that's okay uh, because now we're, we're up we're running we're ready to go we're getting it done and I just wanted to ask you Camilla what are you grateful for this morning? Well, first of all, I'm grateful I was here to listen to your first good morning that didn't get broadcasted because you forgot to move, but it was beautiful. Let's do it again. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. It's a beautiful day, and I'm mm. grateful for being here, and you know what I'm grateful for? What are you Because there was a beautiful rain in the beginning of this week, mm. and I know many people were blessed by the rain, uh, but... How beautiful is the sunshine in the morning too, as we all need sunshine, mm. the crops need sunshine. So yes, that's what I'm grateful for, rain mm. and sunshine after yeah, rain. Yeah, praise the Lord. I got to be honest about the, the same thing as well, that the, the weather's actually been a little bit cooler too. And it's been, right, it's yes. been nice and, you know, it's been a little bit all over the place. There's been a lot of like low pressure systems coming through where it's a little bit cold, a little bit windy. And actually yesterday I was working at our, uh, our new start juice bar that we have at Raymond Terrace Mission and it was a bit of a cold and windy day and I was like, oh man, this is going to be rough. No one's going to want juice. But we had like a load of customers who were keen on smoothies. So praise the Lord for that. What's uh, your favorite smoothie? Oh, uh, we just invented a new banana. Banana one. Wow. Ooh, is it a chalk banana one? No, it's not not chalk banana. This one is just a plain banana. We're currently we're making, you know, we're we're moving towards chalk banana and mango and all those things. Yum. But we're just on the way there at the moment. This is a reminder, you are listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show and interact with Mon and myself for the breakfast show, then simply go to faithfm.com.au and press play or use the TuneIn radio app. Well, right now, this is The Corner Room. We'll be coming back right after this.
Welcome back to Faith FM, continuing on with our show this morning on this lovely Wednesday, the 6th of November, sun shining, back in our studio, having a great time. Um, yeah, Camilla, we have come to the time where we do the, the first clue for the quiz. So that's up to you. That's, that's what you're up to now. I'm so excited. I <laughs> picked a quiz that I don't think anyone's going to know. Well, People should know, but not you, Lawson. Oh, okay. okay, so this is Who Am I? Okay. It's a person. Mm-hmm. I said, does our law condemn anyone without first hearing him to find out what he's doing? Hold on. Hold on. This person said this. They said, okay. All right. Okay, you don't know. I can I don't, give you I another. I, no, 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 I, I no, no, no. Can no, be it's nice okay. and give you another tip. No, nah, I don't need it. No, we'll open it up to listeners. I'm, I'm like, I have a few names, but I'm too scared to put one in. So you can give us a call at one eight hundred three two four eight four three if you know who that is and win a prize completely for free. Oh, of course, if you know the answer to the quiz, you know that's that's kind of a prerequisite. But uh, yeah. Um, Awesome, awesome. So, we'll continue doing more clues of the quiz later as we go down the show. Um, so stay tuned to get to, you know, cause the quiz will, the clues will get easier and we'll get more and more of an idea of who exactly this is. But Camilla, um, I just wanted to ask you a little bit about you. Camilla, who are you? Thank you. Well, firstly, thank you for coming and filling in on radio today. We're super, super stoked um, that you can come in. But yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself, the work that you're currently doing here in the Newcastle area. Well, first of all, I'm friends with the Faith FM crew, Lawson, Lyle, Shell, and I love 
just being here in Newcastle where I live currently. Mm. Um, what am I doing? I do, I study lifestyle medicine. Mm -hmm. I also serve the North New South Wales Conference as a um, health director, coordinator. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just, yeah, I like to empower people to do more health ministries, bless the community and bless their own selves and families with the health message and the amazing lifestyle changes that we can go through and mm. yeah, just get a better life, zest for life. That's what I'm all about. Uh, I also am a mother of a 23 month year old. She's actually <laughs> turning to two. Wow. It's like, it feels like it was, I was in a roller coaster and it stopped and I'm like, yeah, she's two. Congratulations. <laughs> life starts now. <laughs> Um, and I'm married to Joseph Scaff. He's mm. a, a pastor. Um, he's also an economist. Um, and he's currently planting a church in Newcastle mm. called Seeds. And he's also, uh, churching, uh, pastoring a church in Nelson Bay. Mm -hmm. Yes, I wanted to say hello to all of the people in Nelson Bay and Newcastle today because um, my heart's for, for them this morning. Yes. Oh, man. Praise the Lord. Okay, that's amazing, Camilla. Again, we're so grateful you could come and help us out. And that brings us into um, positively different news, some things that you, you found to, to share with us this morning. What do you, what do you have for us? Yes, yeah, so I have a passion for health and I actually mm -hmm. forgot to say that I'm also leading a not-for-profit company in Newcastle, Seeds Newcastle, that mm -hmm. looks to help people to overcome uh, the burden of heart disease and mm -hmm. mental health. And uh, we just had our World Mental Health Day in October 10, but now we have the World Diabetes Day coming up in November uh -huh. 14. Mm -hmm. And I thought I would mention this because um, it's such an important topic all around the world, especially here in Australia and in the South Pacific Islands. And this year, the theme is protect your family. And hey, families are so important, aren't mm. they? Yeah. I was talking to this girl this week and she comes from Japan. She's studying at the university in Newcastle. And she was sharing to me how um, so many people in her country, they commit suicide. Yeah. And I was wow. so sad. She was saying that she's in the train two hours a day to go to university and twice a month, at least, there's someone who throws himself in front of the train and the train needs to stop. Mm. And I was thinking, how sad is that? And yeah. she said to me, it never occurred to her that so many people don't have the support of their families Mm. And when she talks to other people on the train, she finds out that so many young people, especially, they don't have a family support. They hate their families. They don't. Yeah, they just find themselves alone. And mm. so, um, yeah. So she says, my family is my, you know, my my go to my fortress. And I just wanted to suggest that uh, protect your family is a great theme for the World Diabetes Day. And I think we all should be looking to our family and our loved ones and support them. But hey, what about people that don't get families? Let's mm. be a support to them. And I think that's what I love about the work that Dr. Hans Deal do with the CHIP program. And I wanted to just take a moment to advertise that he's going to be around um, at um, Memorial Church in Kurumbong on November 10th. So it's coming up. It's um, this coming weekend or is next weekend? Next weekend. 
And I just wanted to invite people that wanted to go there. If you're more interested in to see um, how to get onto this workshop with Dr. Hans Deal, just go to southlakechip.com and you'll have more information. It's open to all. Mm. Of course, diabetes is, is one of the biggest killers in Australia in terms of lifestyle diseases. It's, you know, up there among heart disease and, and whatnot, which is, you know, all of those things uh, as being lifestyle diseases is something that we can make a change about. You know, we can make decisions that lead. Of course, there's type 1 diabetes, which you're born with. I have um, a fair few friends with type 1 diabetes and, they're you know, it's a huge burden for them. But then moreover, like for type 2 diabetes, it's something that is completely preventable. And it's awesome that uh, different, yeah, organizations exist. Uh, 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 what's it called? The one that helps the South Pacific uh, 10,000 Toes? 10,000 Toes is a great campaign. It's helping to rescue the people from the um, Pacific Islands because... Mm. You know, people are losing their toes. That's why it's called 10,000 yeah. Toes. They wanted to save toes. People are losing their toes, their legs, and they're getting amputated because of diabetes. And you mentioned, well, more than 50%. Uh, I mean, research is saying that over 70% of diabetes type 2 are completely completely reversible with lifestyle diseases. Yeah, well, I mean, lifestyle changes. changes. And I wanted to turn into that because people have the control of what they eat. Mm. And food and diet is actually one of the biggest risk factors for diabetes. So how about we just make a challenge right now <laughs> for people to go to the newest juice bar <laughs> near them. I love your t-shirt. It's inspiring me. Or just, yeah, just increase the fruits and vegetables mm. in Australia currently. Less than half of a percentage of young adults and uh, adolescents, they have the right input of vegetables and mm. fruits, which is leading to a lot of other diseases, not only diabetes, but, you know, mental uh, disease as well, anxiety and depression. So I would say let's challenge everyone to have more fruits and veggies on their diet every day. And if you don't like the salad, hey, just go to the juice bar and have <laughs> some smoothie. That's yeah, it. That's it. Of course, um, you know, coming at, at this as well from a, from a very much a Christian perspective um, that, hey, you know, God has given us a body um because he loves us, that he's he's given us to look after. I, I think it's it's interesting when we we look ar- when I look around and I see a lot of Christians who are, uh, in a way, yeah, they're they're disrespecting themselves in a way by not looking after the the body that God has given them. And it's like, hey, you have the perfect opportunity not only to live a better life but to be faithful to God. It's you know, hundred percent. Our health is a way that we can be faithful to God. And so, yeah. We encourage all of you, as Camilla was saying, we challenge all of you to, to get out there, to source, you know, uh, healthier options, make lifestyle changes. That'll increase, you know, um, the, the quality of your life and that'll prevent you from getting any lifestyle diseases. This is Jeremy Camp with Give Me Jesus. We'll be back right after this.
this world Just give me Jesus When I am alone When I am alone Oh, when I am alone Give me Jeremy Camp. I love this song. Mm. Give me Jesus. Hey. Amen. And this week I've been having some chats with a friend and her name is Ruth Allen. She's probably walking on a beach now in Port Macquarie. That's <laughs> yeah. what she likes to do early in the morning. And yeah, we're just having some thoughts on how 
you know, when life gets tough and we start questioning, you know, mm. what are we doing? Uh, we get busy and especially coming through the end of the year, there's so many things for you to choose choices, decisions and what to get, what not to get. And we're just thinking, why won't we just surrender and just ask for Jesus? Let's ask for Jesus together because when we ask for Jesus, everything else falls into place. Mm. And I think this is why I love this song. It's been, I think the first, I, the first time I heard was when I arrived in Australia. Mm. And so when somebody asks me, what is your favorite song? This song comes first to mind and I pretty much sing it every week because I want to be reminded that all I need is Jesus. Mm. Amen. Yes. Oh, I'm getting, I'm just so hyped. I'm so glad you're here. I'm getting so excited to just, you know, talk about God and to study the Bible and to talk about things that are happening around our world and, and, and the things that God is doing in our lives. It's, yeah, praise the Lord. Um, but before we get into, I have some, some more serious news, some current world events. Before we get into that, can you give us another clue for the quiz? Oh, yes. Okay, so... Here's a, okay, this is a great, great clue. Okay. Joseph of Arimathea and I took Christ's body and wrapped it with the spices and stripes of linen. Okay, that's, that, I, I think it's too easy now, honestly. This Have I got easy it? Just clue. say yes or no. Oh, I think you're onto it. So yes. I, yeah, I know. I think, okay. I think you know. So I think what, you know. What that means is that we don't have double prizes up for grabs today. So if, if the people usually, if they get it before me or Lyle, then they get double prizes. But unfortunately, there's no double prizes up for grabs today. That means that there still is a prize. There's still hope. There's still hope. You yes. can still get a prize and you can get that prize by giving us a call. 1-800-324-843. You'll get a prize completely for free. And it'll be really good because we always give out good, amazing prizes. Like, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm talking it up a little bit, but I'm not because it's amazing. Like, just give us a call, please. 1-800-324-843. Four, three. Okay, let's talk about some things that are happening across the world, across Australia, good things, bad things. Um, of course, I, I wanted to start with something that we have been talking about um, a fair bit here on Faith FM and has been really the central, uh, one of the central conversations at the moment in Australia. And of course, we're talking about the drought, um, the drought that's been going on um, and I think where people, of, of course, you know, drought in and of itself is something that's bad. It's something that that's um, making life in general a struggle. But one of the big things, one of the big struggles that we're having at the moment is in relationship to the farmers. Um, that, you know, those agricultural um, areas aren't getting enough rain. So, therefore, they can't support their crops. They can't support their animals. And there is just giant, massive struggles with that and so people have been trying to come up with different ways to you know for drought relief and whatnot you know by supporting the farmers but one of the biggest i guess calls in australia one of the biggest talking points about it and one of the most i guess controversial things is is when it comes to solving the drought politically um you know reaching out to the you know calling out to the politicians of our nation to scott morrison to the the coalition saying hey what are you guys actually doing about the drought um, you know, we need to, to help the farmers. We need to, to subsidize. We need to do everything we can because, you know, drought is something that's really difficult. It's like, you know, the real thing that would solve the drought is that if more rain came, but we can't solve that. And so it's like, you're walking a balance of like, oh, okay, well, because there's a drought, the farmers aren't doing what they need to 
need to do. They can't support themselves. So we have to support them. And it's kind of, it's a big conversation with lots of different areas of, of, um, uh, to look into. But essentially what we see happening at the moment is that, um, and Prime Minister Scott Morrison and his cabinet have um, gotten together um, and are getting together over the next couple of days to essentially talk about a strategy um, to help support the farmers who are going through that um, that is reportedly going to be worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, so that's a big deal. That's a big deal. This is a big, big thing. Of course, like, you know, some of the... Thing, I guess the catchphrases that, that different people have been saying is like, oh, why do we support refugees when we're not supporting our farmers? Why do we, you know, uh, when, when Scott Nor- Morrison and, and the coalition recently announced that they'll be putting $150 million towards, uh, getting to the moon again, people were like, what are you doing? Like, this is, this is ridiculous. Why aren't you helping the farmers? But we're seeing the first kind of signs of that now that they're heading, heading towards, uh, that area of, of supporting the farmers. This is exciting because like I feel like in 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 the days that we're living where mm. information is more widely spread, uh people are getting more um really doing more activism and communication and really asking um for more of their politi- politicians and their mm. leaders, which is great. I want to throw something out there which is very practical. I'm a very practical person. <laughs> so I'm thinking, okay, that's good. It's good that the politicians are doing this. It's good that the people are pressing um, for um, solutions. But I always like to be part of the solution too, Lawson. And mm. I'm, I wanted to um, get people to think and, you know, together now, let's think about this. While they're coming up with a bigger top-bottom solution, what can we do Mm. here today to support the farmers. And I've been talking to some local farmers and I love farmer's market. Um, and I actually go to every Sunday farmer's market here in town and I love uh, to support farmers. And one thing that I found out is that farmers were telling me that a lot of people, they like to go to the cheaper places to get the goods for food and etc. Yeah. And because of the drought, uh, the farmers have raised the prices of some goods just because they need to keep it going. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they have less goods uh, and so they need to sell for a little bit more price. And I think that we can support the farmers by be willing to pay an extra dollar and get from the local farmers and mm. local crops other than going to the supermarkets that are big chains and are selling things that are maybe coming from another country even mm. that are cheaper. So I just want to call out everybody to take personal responsibility <sighs> and get in action and not only waiting for the politics and politicians to come up with the bigger solution. Yes, it's good that we need to press that, but mm. let's do something today about it. What <sighs> do you think about that? Yeah, no, I think that is, that's fantastic. Of course, you know, the, this is, uh, <laughs> this gets me to, I think, a, a real philosophical issue that's going on at the moment. Uh, something else I wanted to talk about this that kind of plays into this is, so Donald Trump, the the administration, they've formally notified uh, the UN that they're pulling out of the Paris Agreement, the Paris oh, Climate no. Change Agreement. And this, again, this comes back to, so when we're talking about the drought and when we're talking about climate change, you know, these are, these are big talking points. These are big points where people are calling out larger, you know, groups, politicians, hey, you should be doing this, you should be doing this. You should be doing this. I think definitely the people who are leading and guiding countries and large companies and whatnot, they have a role to play, but they have a role to play 
just the same as we have personal responsibility. We, uh, a, a, a recent uh, Jordan Peterson quote that I heard, he was like, you know, some people hide behind pseudo moralistic stances rather than taking personal responsibility for their own lives. Spot on. And yeah. um, we can kind of end up in that way where it's like we are pointing the finger. We're pointing the finger at different people and saying, hey, you need to do this, you need to do this, you need to do this, rather than just saying, you know, and I think it comes from a place of we can't really find our own worth in ourselves. We're like pointing at things that perceive to be big and have worth and say, oh, hey, yeah, you should be doing this rather than saying, okay, I'm a person that's that's valuable, that exists, that lives on this planet, and I have a voice and I have something to say and I have something that I could be doing. Yes. We fully do. It, and like, we get a focus on what we can control. Oh, exactly. Right? Yeah. And sometimes, yes, we get caught into thinking and talking about things that we cannot control, which is good sometimes for growth and just sharing ideas and information. Mm. But how about, yeah, I, I'm very much into like, let's focus on what we can control. Mm. And guess what? Your decision, what you do today matters. And what mm. you say, what you think really matters. So let's try to think positive and make a positive change with our actions. And yeah, that that's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know a lot of these things. I'm not into politics. So mm. <laughs> well, uh, uh, of course, it's, it's been a blessing here on Faith FM to, to, to go and to research these things that are happening right around the world. And I think, if anything, you know, I was reading another article this morning that was talking about how 11,000 of, you know, the top scientists in the world are calling for global climate action. We can just see more and more and more in the state of our world that Jesus is coming soon. And that's what we're going to be talking about right after this. This is Wendell Kimbrough with I'll Not Be Shaken. Stay tuned. We have an interview with Sven Ostring. For God alone, I wait in silence, my soul is still before the Lord. He is my rock and my salvation, my fortress strong, I'll trust in Him. I'll not be shaken, I'll not be shaken, for all my hope is in His love. From God alone comes my salvation, I'll wait and trust His steadfast love. are weak, the poor are mighty, who turn to God alone for help. I'll not be shaken, I'll not be shaken, for all my hope is in His Salvation, I'll wait and trust 
to God our refuge and trust in Him to hear you cry. No other hope will never fail you. No other love will not run dry. I'll not be shaken. Welcome back to Faith FM, continuing on with our morning broadcast here with myself and we have Camilla Scaff and joining us in the studio is now Sven Ostring. How are you, Sven? Really good to be back here with you, Wilson. Oh, it's great. Man, isn't it so good being mm. back in the studio? We've been in Raymond Terrace for the last six weeks. Of course, it's been amazing in Raymond Terrace. I was just talking to Shell. It's like right beside the Woolies there. So, mm. we could go and buy food and everything while we're doing radio. But here back in the comfy studio. Nice There's still a fridge. There's still a fridge. Oh, yeah. Perfect. But I don't have any food in there. So then, then, then we have a borrowing system, and then you know all, gets a bit chaos, dodgy. all chaos breaks out. Yeah, um, but before we get into our interview for today, I'd love if Camilla, if you could give us another clue for the quiz. Yes, that would be amazing. Yes, of course. And I want to remind you that there is a great prize here. I'm holding it in my hands. It's called Take Charge of Your Health. So I'm sure that everyone wants, uh, can be benefited from this. And it's by Dr. Hans Deal, the very man I talked earlier about. Okay, so this, okay, this clue is going to give it away. Okay. So I'm hoping that somebody's going to be brave enough to call here and give the answer. And here is the clue. I was a Pharisee and a member of the Jewish ruling council. I came to Jesus at night. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, Who did that? I oh, think do, I do might you know. know. I think so. Can I call in? Can I call in? <laughs> um, no. Oh, I'm sorry. already on there. Uh, <laughs> if nobody calls in, maybe you can t- give the answer. But I think people are calling in right now because this is so. Now it's. It, we're, you know. It's, I think it's, there's pretty yeah. much so one person, person that person, went. Right? It's a person. Okay. And I think there's one person mainly that went to Jesus at night. Mm-hmm. So give us a call. 1 800. And it wasn't Judas. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's another clue then. It wasn't Judas. 1 800. 1 800 324 843. You can get a prize completely for free. But now we come to, of course, our, our interview. We were talking just before you walked in um, in our, in our news 
section, we're talking about things that were going on in the world that d- definitely point us to um, Jesus coming back soon. And that's something which we are going to be talking about today. Yeah, Lawson, it, it is a really, really amazing topic. And it's interesting that in the New Testament, so the, um, the, the kind of second half, shall I say, of the Bible, mm-hmm. uh, the promise of Jesus coming back is is one of the most frequent themes and, and mm. frequent promises and and so it's just really kind of incredible uh, that we'd have this this um, anticipation shall I yep. say that that Jesus really is coming back you know the same Jesus that um, he gave sight to the blind he raised the the dead he mm. you know g- uh, helped um, lame people walk this Jesus is coming mm. back but Lawson and Camilla, the, the challenge is this, is that there are so many people who actually are skeptical about mm. this promise. Yeah. And some people don't even know about the promise. That's true. Right? That's so, true. I, I guess maybe people are listening. They're hearing for the first time that Jesus is coming back. Which, which is amazing. And, and so the, the question would be, you know, do we have any reason to actually hold that Jesus is coming back? Mm. And look, you can, you can understand why people would be a bit kind of skeptical. It's, well, well, first of all, you know, it's been 2000 yeah. years since Jesus was here, right? Mm. I mean, 2,000 years is a long time. It is a long time. And where my mind goes, I think about, you know, the, sort of the, the, the history of Christianity through that time. You had yes. a time, you know, largely from the the 5th century until, you know, the 1700s during the Dark Ages, where it was like the Second Coming wasn't being promoted at all. It was more of a, a later development as, as Protestantism started to come through. And then specifically around the time of the Great Awakening in America, um, the Millerite movement, that's when, you know, the Second Coming has really become a big focus. Now, of course in christianity it's it's bigger and bigger and bigger it's it is one of the most talked about topics again but Indeed. it's like again 2000 years of christianity and the church going in different directions like how can we reconcile that and and it's even worse for you guys let me, let me make it really cuz for you guys uh you say tell me that you are seventh day adventists right uh-huh, yeah so so you are adventists which means you believe in the second coming now how long has your church or I okay, can't, it's my church as well. But how long has, has our church been in existence for? It's over 170 years now. Mm. I mean, time is flying and, and Jesus is still not returning. What's going on? And not even that. We were born, our church movement was born out of the great disappointment. That's right. So I have a lot of people that ask me, well, your movement started when... You thought Jesus was coming back and he didn't. Didn't come back. Exactly. That was right after the Millerite movement Mm -hmm. that Lawson mentioned. So um, what makes you think that now is going to happen? Mm. So so I want to take you back in time. Let's sort of do the time travel and go back 6,000 years, 4,000 years before Jesus uh, came on the scene. And what happened there was Adam and Eve had um, they lost their uh, they not trusted God they doubted his what he said mm-hmm. and and they got kicked out of their beautiful home mm. um, it was that um, sad but at that time uh, Jesus um, or, or God I should say God ta- gave them a promise he said I'm going to send you someone who's going to rescue you mm. and and it's interesting in the beautiful book um, patriarchs and prophets in in 
um, um, in, in the beautiful writings, it actually says that Adam and Eve looked to each one of their children, each one of their sons, so Cain, Abel, Seth, and all the rest of them, and they thought to themselves, maybe, maybe it's this guy. Maybe, maybe this is the person that's going to come. Mm. So they were sort of looking forward, looking forward much like we are today. Mm. And, and in many ways, they were disappointed, disappointed, disappointed. But the fact is this, is did Jesus come like he promised yeah. that he would? Yes. Exactly. Yeah. And in fact, we, we know that he came right on time. He came right on time. Yes. And, and, and the thing is that that was to- uh, foretold by Daniel, right? Mm-hmm. So Daniel um, gave, had this prophecy in uh, 70 prophetic weeks or 490 years um, that, that the Messiah would come. He'd be cut off be killed and Jesus came right on time. Mm. Jesus kept his promise. Mm-hmm. And so now we're in the same position where where Jesus has made real um, predictions, I'm coming again soon, and based on his faithfulness coming the first time, we can know he can come the second time as as well. And indeed, we can also um, tell as well, because he made some very, very specific um, predictions. He said, I'm going to be arrested, uh, well, I'm going to be betrayed, I'm going to be arrested, I'm going to be whipped, I'm going to be abused, I'm going to be crucified, and then on the third day I'm going to rise back to, to life, which is what we talked about last time with Lyle. Yeah. So, we have this consistent theme of Jesus being faithful um, right through to the end. It is absolutely amazing. It's mm. absolutely amazing. And that gets me excited because it's not only about uh, God not, not only gave us promises but in, in prophecies, yes. but he's given us what was going to be the condition of the world, some pretty yes. much the clues, just like I've been giving clues to ha- get people <laughs> yes. to, to find out who is this person. Clues into how you would know. And so the first time you're saying and you're sharing with everybody that all of the clues, all of the things that God says that was going to happen, happened. Yes. And everyone can find these in the book of Daniel and other books in the Bible. Isaiah. I mean, there is, I, I, I once um, studied that there's 30% of the Bible that is prophecy and most of them are talking about Jesus. Is this correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. Most of the Bible. Well, you know, the if we go to the last book in the Bible, which is Revelation, which is prophecy as well, it says uh, that the spirit of prophecy is the testament of Jesus. Mm. And look, that's a very deep topic we could really dive into. It. But if you take it just as it is, what it's saying is the spirit of prophecy, the heart of prophecy is the story about Jesus. Wow. It's amazing. But I want to come back to you, uh, Lawson. And, and I want to say, what about science? Mm, yeah, of course. What about science? This is this is where I think science and and prophecy and the Bible they, they all kind of come together because there is very much the accusation there uh, that we talked a little bit about earlier. It's like, okay, well, if Jesus hasn't come back, you know, why why are you believing in this? You know, absolutely. If we, if we necessarily if it hasn't happened yet, and you know, the the classic little sayings, oh, why doesn't God just come down from the sky to show Himself to be real? There's there's all those accusations there um, that oh, you don't necessarily have the evidence or whatnot. And that's what prophecy inherently is. Mm. Prophecy is like observable evidence. It's that's like, right. okay, God said something would happen. And it comes true. And then if we, well, it comes true based on, okay, well, we look where it came true. It's like, okay, well, if God said what was happened, if that came true, well, then we can put that in the box of evidence that points to there being um, a God who is really, you know, who we can 
trust in that he's going to do what he says he does. Yes, yes. And so I guess one of the things, if you're a scientific person listening to this, you know, um, morning breakfast show, one of the things you might say is, look, you know, that the natural laws that we see in action, they're just so rock solid. You know, they're just going to continue. The sun's mm. going to rise every morning. Mm. Uh, the moon's going to go round the earth. Um, and, and the earth's going to go around the sun. You know, how on earth? Cause it, there's pretty amazing prophecies with regards to, to Jesus' second coming. Yeah. Which is like the, the sky will be rolled back. You know, the, um, the stars will fall. It's, it's pretty powerful astronomical kind of stuff. And, and if you're scientifically minded, you go like, wow, this is so implausible. How could this happen? Well, I want to take you to a very, very fascinating uh, concept um, called the Higgs boson. Have you ever heard about the Higgs boson? Isn't the Higgs boson the particle that gave science like a better understanding of like gravity and how all that works? It's like something like that or am I on the wrong track? Yeah, you're very, very close. You're very, very close. And and what's Higgs boson is, is the the kind of uh, popular name is the God particle. So it's kind of um, really closely related to faith and science in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Um, What it actually is when you boil it down, it's, it's pretty kind of basic and it's really the, it's the particle which gives matter mass okay uh, so so if you've got a um if you've got a proton or a neutron then the higgs boson will kind of give it the the, the matter the mass that it needs mm-hmm. kind of thing so but the the thing is this is that together with the higgs boson is a property called the higgs um uh, uh potential Mm-hmm. which is a kind of measure of, of how stable it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is getting a bit kind of technical here, but, but bear with me. And, and what happens is this, is that uh, cosmologists have discovered that the Higgs potential in the universe is unstable, which means that our universe, uh, from the Higgs boson perspective, is kind of balanced on a knife edge. Mm. It could kind of fall off, if, if I put it that way. You know, yeah, could, wow. So, um, so what Stephen Hawking has said is that if the universe, um, the, the vacuum collapses, then our universe could be changed in an instant. Hmm. So let me give you a picture. Um, imagine you're drinking a, a can of, um, Sprite or you've got a, a glass of, uh, grape juice in front of you. So right in front of your sparkling grape juice, you've got all these bubbles kind of, mm-hmm. uh, creeping up. But imagine that one of those bubbles, instead of remaining the same size and just popping up to the top, instead got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. Well, what cosmologists tell us is that if the Higgs potential destabilizes, it'd be like there's a bubble in the universe, which suddenly, um, grows at mm-hmm. the speed of light. Ah, uh, yes. And, and just grows and grows and grows. And so what it would do is, just, like, imagine that there's a bubble out there and it's just going flying at you, boom, mm. and you're completely changed. You wouldn't, because it's going at the speed of light, there's no way that you can predict it. There's no way you can prepare for it either. Mm-hmm. And, and when that, that, um, bubble hits, hits our world, it hits our universe, it will completely transform us. So, and they tell us this could happen at any time, any place, anywhere in the universe. Mm. So it, it's getting a bit deep, I know. <laughs> I, know. I was going to say, should I be scared? Because that <laughs> makes me a bit scared. It does, it does. But the thing is this, is that, well, you're, you're right, Camilla, because, you know, uh, science cannot tell us how to prepare for that kind of event. Wow. Like, you can have a fire evacuation plan, right? 
You can have, you know, all of your um, cans of water, you know, your, your, your list of things you'd take away from your house. But in terms of the, the collapse of the Higgs potential and, and that, that um, bubble, there's no way that we can prepare because once it hits you, it's boom, it's completely transformed. Of course, where my mind goes with that is the reason we have fires, because, like, fire is a naturally occurring thing. Like, yes. all, the reason we have those is because of intelligence. Yes. Right? We have a fire escape plan because of intelligence. Because yes. we've made a system to deal with some naturally occurring thing. Yes. The Higgs potential, what the a cataclysmic universe-ending event, well, then some kind of escape plan we need to be created from <laughs> intelligence. Well, yes. And this is the thing, the Bible gives us that escape plan. Oof. It tells us how to prepare. That's what we're going to say. I'm just so glad that God has made a plan and it's laid out on the Bible that is accessible to all of us. That's exactly right. Mm. It's exciting, guys. <laughs> Man, my gears are turning. I'm like, oh, this is so, 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 so cool. Um, oh, I think we have someone who's answered the question. Yes. Okay, so Christine Hopkins. Congratulations. She's called from Bushland, Queensland, and she's answered a question correctly now who was the person's fan i think you got it ah uh, nicodemus it was yeah. nicodemus oh, it wasn't judas oh. congratulations christine you're going to be receiving a copy of take charge of your health at your home
Are drugs or alcohol a problem in your life? Alcohol Drugs Assist, or ADA, is a 12-step recovery program designed to help you escape the hold of addictions in a friendly and judgment-free environment. ADA meets regularly, and if you'd like to attend, give Peter a call or text on 0487 907 879. That's 0487 907 879. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Shines light on me. Open up my eyes so I can see. When I look up in the darkest night, then I know everything's gonna be alright. In deep confusion, in great despair, when I reach out for him, he is there. When I am lonely as I can be, then I know that God shines His light on me. sick and he heals the lame says you can do it too in Jesus name yes he'll lift you up and turn you around and he puts your feet back on higher ground reach out for him he'll be there with any trouble Oh, you can use his higher power any day, at any hour. Heals the sick, and he heals the lame. Says you can do it too, in Jesus' name. Yes, he'll lift you up and turn you around. Put your feet back on higher ground. Put your feet back on higher ground. Put your feet back. Come 
your feet back, put your feet back on higher ground, put your feet back. Mm.